Ah, this is Fairfield on Black, Paul, your host. As the season gets closer, we get a bit excited. No injuries. We're going to talk a little bit of AFLW, a little bit of pre-season, a little bit of Sydney Stack, a little bit of Man on the Rule debacle. This is Forever Yellow and Black Podcast. Go Tigers! Pre-season so far, what are our takes on it? I think the umpiring um, needs as much practice as the players at this point of view. Um, The new uh, man-on-the-mark rule is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It takes away all natural instincts of a player to move with another player. We're going to see people try and trick people into moving. Um, It'll actually benefit us a lot um, because from the halfback line with uh, short and Hawley and Bolter, with their ability already to kick very fast penetrating kicks, um, their ability to then take off with a stable or, or, or sorry, stagnant uh, man on the mark uh, or immobile man on the mark is going to produce massive numbers. And we've already seen that for Shorty in the two preseason games so far. The guy could, you know, guy could win a second Jack Dyer medal, but he could also really push for Brownlow if we have a big year. Um, we've had players like Eggle and Messi Smith pushing their um, credentials to be put back onto the list. Uh, obviously, he can be redrafted into that kind of rookie status. I think he showed a little bit, but pre-season, very hard to tell. Uh, Collier Dawkins impressing. Um, obviously, Rioli's shown some good signs. Um, the new Rioli, that is, uh, Norris Rioli Jr. Um, and... Uh, Callum Coleman-Jones as well, clunking a big mark in our game against Collingwood. Um, and it, what was most exciting about that is seeing the players get around um, him when he kicked the goal as well. So the big, big thing out of that as well is not to have the injuries going into the season. So, so often these injury clouds over players or someone's underdone. Um, you know, we, we obviously have rested Lynch with uh, a foot-toe injury and anyone who's ever had a toe injury will know how um, significant that injury is in, in terms of mobility and the pain that it causes. So anyone saying, you know, that's pretty weak, I just think it's smart player management uh, in that regards as well. So good, solid preseason. One win, one loss means absolutely nothing at the end of the day other than there seems to be a bit of a system that we, we, we do have going there. Dusty's looking, you know, even more trim and strong as well. And, you know, Jack looks like he's really, really up for it, whether it's his final season or not, uh, not for us to determine. Um, but it's pretty exciting to see where they can go from there. Um, you know, players like Baker have done what we expected. 
uh, up front. Castagna uh, had a great day out against Collingwood, you know, and, and being a small board, he's going to have the good days and the, and the bad days. And it's going to be uh, really exciting to see what progresses from there as well. Pre-season, two thumbs up. So fantastic to see the progress of our AFLW team. Just coming off a um, pretty hard loss against North Melbourne. North, uh, one of the benchmarks of the, of the uh, competition this year, along with Brisbane and Adelaide. And we got blown out of the water early, um, but really fought back hard and just showed the, some of the trademarks that we're going to see over the next two or three years. The team has had its first win. Um, so extremely exciting when they beat Geelong. Um, getting um, some uh, away support there and, and our home ground um, home games you know selling out really really quickly so it's going to be uh, really great to see uh, the team progress uh, obviously Conti and Brennan have stood up and, and some of the uh, taller players are now really starting to make their mark um, it's just such a great study of women's sport to see you know uh, ex or current Olympians and basketballers netballers um, girls who plied their trade in, or, or not plied their trade, but have come through the ranks of football, and just the mix um, there, and to, to see a pathway for our young uh, girls, and and obviously for our older uh, female supporters as well, must be extremely proud to see their gender out there. Um, I'm just so excited to see. I, I, I had tears, definitely had tears when they got that win against Geelong. Um, they were as vital part of the club as the men. It's just Amazing to see uh, the progress, and give them another two or three years uh, time. They'll be they'll be really, really contesting hard, not just for finals, but for a chance to to have a, a crack at the at the grand final. Now that crowd is going to be amazing to see as well. And I certainly, I live in Queensland. I'll get down there if the women make a grand final, or wherever they decide to play it. Who knows what the AFL will do with the AFLW? But um, I mean, you know, living in Queensland, I'm hearing a lot of. Uh, girls and, 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 and women talk about, you know, AFL nines or pathways. We're seeing Auskick uh, in all our primary schools here. We have a really good network in Queensland of local football clubs. Um, so if you're from Melbourne or Sydney, or, sorry, Melbourne or Adelaide or, or Perth, um, just be aware that places like Sydney and Brisbane are really growing those numbers exponentially and, and the opportunities for girls to then go on and play, you know, uh, under 12s, 14s, 16s, seniors and so forth is there. It's happening right now. So congratulations, girls. Super excited. And one of the great renditions of the club's song after the game when you when you beat uh, Geelong. Uh, super proud of you. Keep going. This will take her right to the goal line. So Gab Seymour, who made the highlights, Cal, the other week when she celebrated before she kicked her first ever goal. When she took that mark, she gets it this time and she can enjoy the celebration because the Tigers are on the board early. Here in Geelong tonight, they might be winless, but there's a lot at stake. A chance here for the Tigers. Oh, what a run-down tackle from Purcell. Ivy on her left boot. Gets some good purchase on it, and now it might work for Geelong. Oh, what about the take from Williams, the one-hander, and the chase-down tackle Brilliant. from the court shoot was a beauty. So, Taylor Stahl, as she got the 40 metres in her... Go right down to the wire, you would think. She sends it on its way. It's accurate. It's marked on the line. And this time, Wakefield didn't have to con the umpire. This is very sore, Purcell. She actually went to ground, then couldn't continue her run off the ground. 
slamming the ground just in frustration and pain. Oh no, the kick from Rankin's gone straight to McKenzie. Dear, and you can see Purcell limping off. This is not a good sign for the Cats. That's their All-Australian, only All-Australian from last year, their best and fairest winner in the arms of the trainer. Meanwhile, McKenzie, two goals straight. The lefty sends it on its way and she converts. Squeezes it, a tough one at Queen Bowl Brennan. Meg McDonald was waiting at the back. Great smother. Stahl, Conti, a chance. Brennan on the left. The umpire says holding. It's coming back. It's coming goal. back. That's a goal. It's play on advantage. Yes, it is. It's a goal. It's a goal for Brennan. The captain adds the exclamation mark. It's going to be another history-making night for the Richmond Football Club as these girls are going to celebrate their first ever AFLW win. And aren't they happy? Yeah, Sidney Stack, we know um, the ups and downs of his career so far. Burst onto the scene, had some issues, obviously, uh, in the hub. Um, wouldn't be the first young player to to muck up in that kind of capacity. Um, I think the really exciting news, whether that's come from his management or family, is that he's reached out to Trent um, to you know get some advice and you know maybe uh, any to listen to or or hopefully he listens to Trent and, and his family as well about um, you know being a long serving and player and how you can balance out having a, a fun life, family life with football as well so you know i was one of those people um i just i'll always own it i was one of the people when the kebab gate happened that said look gotta go um i love the guy i think he's got all the ability in the world but it's not fitting into the football culture um but you also have to then balance that with giving people second chances and, and a lot of people have said that to me um i think he's had more than one chance so let's hope that after his 10-game suspension, he gets to play in the second half of the year and really, you know, take his chance that the club's given him because the club could have let him go and they've decided not to. So, Sydney, I, you know, I really do hope that um, the mistakes that you've made are just that. Um, it's not who you are. I don't know you. And um, I hope that you have a brilliant career with Richmond. If it has to be somewhere else, yeah, go on and have a great career. But more importantly, um, learn from your mistakes and have a really great life. So hoping that we see Sydney get stuck into plays like Viney and that again, take a few screamers and just become one of the regular Tiger boys. And hey, there's a couple of premierships here for the taking, Sydney. If you want them, I really feel with the boys coming through and with a really good mix of experience, um, the hunger from those to be considered one of the elite teams of all time is there. Take your chance, mate, and uh, we'll back you up. That's what the Tiger Army does. Sydney Stack. Oh, that's close. That's there. Higgins with the launch. Small look at Stack charging through. They know one way only, and that is... Says the bump is 
So I don't want to bash umpires because it's a, a really hard job for them to do. And if we continually bash umpiring, um, then certainly we have a bigger impact. Um, we have an impact where young people who are looking to become umpires go, well, you know, why would I become an umpire? Listen to the abuse, listen to the, read the social media abuse of umpires. So maybe it's up to the rules committee to not make it harder each year for the umpires because when they change the two, three, four rules a year, they're making it difficult for the players and making it difficult for the umpires to interpret and maybe just keep the game as is for a while. So this man on the, 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 the whole point of this part of the conversation is this whole man on the mark. Um, you might as well put a cone on the ground where the player can kick over because having a player not realistically not be able to move um, at all, uh, laterally and so forth, I think is unnatural to the game. It's unnatural to your instincts to defend. Um, and I think, you know, when we're artificially trying to create scores, what are, are we going to eventually make kicking goals outside 50 a nine-point goal? Because that would not surprise me if they do something like that, an eight- or nine-point goal, um, if you kick outside of 50, just to create an NBA-style uh, three-point, which, look, let's face it, the three-point shot has changed in the NBA in the past couple of decades. So you've got guys like Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and those guys who... Um, Certainly some of the great shot uh, makers we've ever seen. Um, and, and that's changed where we used to see the big, tall centres um, and then feeding it into them and then, you know, the, the dunks and everything, which we're still seeing all of that. Um, don't get me wrong, but it, the three-point um, pro- proliferation has taken, the, taken over the games. And we don't want to see those massive changes in the AFL. This man on the mark rule has the ability to change the game irrevocably and uh, I probably said that word incorrectly so pick me up on that guys but it's not natural as we said earlier in the show it's actually going to really support us because guys like Short and Hawley and Bolter who have massive long kicks are going to be able to get those extra five to ten meters and then kick so it's going to suit our forward line it's going to suit our big talls and Lynch and Rewalt it's going to suit our uh, crumbing plays, we're going to get more opportunities to get to the contests. Um, so whilst we might not like the rule, I suppose in reverse, we can say it may suit us as well. AFL, Hocking and Co, look, maybe don't change the rules. It's, it's what everyone keeps saying. Maybe make the rules clearer that we have. Maybe support the umpires and, and, and support the players by giving them education on the current rules. And we're all happy with, yep, that's definitely holding the ball. Or that's dropped, you know, like incorrect disposal. And look, clear up those existing rules and those rule changes that have already kind of confused a lot of people. Maybe do that, hey? Because we might be a little bit happier. So the AFL has uh, implemented the rule, at least in Victoria, of uh, potentially 50% of people being able to be at games at Marvel and the MCG. Um, for this coming season at the moment, obviously, with the rolling fixture and, and, and changes to the vaccines from uh, Pfizer and uh, AstraZeneca. Um, we're returning to football in those states that haven't seen it 
uh, like Victoria, we're returning to some kind of normality, which is fantastic, especially for a lot of people's mental health. For those um, that have lost loved ones and so forth, we're not underplaying your loss and uh, condolences to those who have um, been sick or lost um, people. We don't underplay that at all. But the return of some kind of uh, normality is a huge relief for many people. Um, obviously, then comes the consternation of who gets the tickets and obviously with the ballot system and so forth at the moment, it looks like those who pay a higher level uh, for tickets will be catered to before those who pay the lower levels. Um, whether you believe in that meritocracy or years of service or um, a democracy where, you know, whether you pay a low level or higher level, that's not one I'm really going to debate. I can honestly tell you that I think those who do put more money into the club um, probably do deserve a bit more uh, of the ability to get to games. Um, I'm certainly not one of those people. I live interstate. I put in what I can to the club. I am certainly a member, as is my dad uh, and my family. Um, and we were lucky enough to, to see a lot of games in Queensland last year. Um, we're also part of the Queensland Richmond supporters groups. We put in money in that way as well. Um, if, 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 for example, um, I had to give, I couldn't get a ticket because a higher level person had a ticket, that's the same as what happens at grand finals and everything as well. So obviously I don't want to get into that other than, you know, it's great to at least have people back. We've seen that in the community series um, so far to actually see people back in football and people to get so excited. Um, I don't think we would have had a year like this in many years where a pre-season games have got people so fired up. So for those who are lucky enough to get the tickets, really relish and enjoy those times. There is, uh, we have many, many thousands of interstate supporters in Queensland, uh, South Australia, WA and Sydney. There is a massive amount. You'd be really surprised how many of our members are from interstate. Um, I would suggest that it'd be anywhere between 15 and 20,000 of our members. Um, I know that there's a few thousand in Brisbane alone. So yes, it's a rugby league state. I think WA has a higher amount than, than Queensland, then South Australia. South Australia and Queensland do kind of oscillate in that way and there's a fair few in Sydney so I suppose the one thing there and it's going to be the same until um, COVID is as well as we can be under control the ability for a lot of us to go down to different games in Melbourne um, and for you to come up here and so forth uh, is going to be changed for a long time and that does affect so many things it's not just about us um getting to games, but it's also that extra money that puts into those different economies. So let's hope it gets back to 100%. Let's hope that COVID is under control and the, the vaccines are working really well. But to get to any game this year, just absolutely enjoy. And to those Victorians who haven't seen a game in you know close to a year, absolutely hope that you enjoy every second of it. As always, go tight. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Forever Yellow and Black. My name's Paul, your host. You get me on Paul underscore football on Twitter. Get us on Forever Yellow and Black, Forever A1 on Twitter as well. You can get us on Forever Yellow and Black on Facebook. We'd love to have you on board. Any suggestions you've got, let us know. Any polls you want to put up. Hey, it's all about us. A little bit of sunshine factor. This is Forever Yellow and Black.